Hello everyone and welcome to Helix Plays Games. My name is Richie and joining me this week, as always, is at Cyber Chris 2077, Mr. Chris. Hello everyone. How are you, Chris? How are you? I am slightly hungover, I feel. <sighs> more so more so now I've woken up a bit more. I felt, I felt really? like initially it was just tiredness, but now I feel like it might just be oh, too the hangover. Many too, You've settled too into many your beers. hangover. Yeah, in, in an unfortunate way. I need to have some proper food as well to kickstart the kickstart my day off but uh yes far too many beers celebrating my last time drinking before parenthood so it was also your brother's like 30th birthday wasn't it it was as well so two good reasons to to have a good drink i didn't go too crazy but i think yeah maybe yeah, yeah. I, just so people aware we're recording this at like half two in the afternoon so it's not like <laughs> it's not like i've just dragged him out of bed to record it <laughs> he's been yeah. up for several hours we've several done hours. already done a podcast today <laughs> We have, but sometimes they catch up on you. They sometimes do. Sometimes they just they catch do. up on you. Um, no Rob this week. He is bogged down with work. Um, he hopes to be back next week. So we wish him all the he best. He better be back next week. Yeah. Because <laughs> Otherwise. Chris, otherwise, it's going to be me doing solo podcast, me monologuing for an hour. And no one wants to see that. But that's that's harsher than a Warlong Fallen yeah. Dynasty boss fight, that is. Indeed. Talking about Warlong um, Fallen Dynasty, we've got some great um, shows lined up for you this week where we will be giving our first impressions of Warlong. Minecraft um, has had a world editor leaked, and do you like toast? All that and much, much more on this week's X-Pass. Before we get into it, make sure if you haven't already liked the video and subscribed to the channel or your podcast feed of choice with notifications turned on so you're kept in the loop of here of all our great content at Helix Plays Games, such as Chris's first look at Warlong Fallen Dynasty, which we'll talk about in just a minute. Our other great shows, such as Talking the PS, every single Tuesday we talk about everything on the PlayStation side of gaming. We follow that on Tuesday evening at 8pm GMT where we go live with the ClickerCast, breaking down HBO's The Last of Us, penultimate episode this week, so it's about to get into the business end of the series, Things, shit's about to go down, looking forward to that one. I haven't watched it yet at the time of recording, so... It'll be great anyway. Yeah, it's going to be great. Like It's been great so far. And also our Thursday night live streams and everything else that we do. But before I go into it, Chris, I have a new phone. You have a new phone? I have a new phone. You thought I was going to ask you what you've been playing, but no. I was. I was I ready bit, to I did jump the bait, into I, it. I the bait and switch. So I broke my old phone. Like, it's just... Audio listeners, on, like, it's just cracked purpose. to hell. No, I dropped it. I dropped it weeks ago. But then I was like, you know, it's like screen's cracked, but it was still usable. But then I actually cut myself on the, on the broken glass of my phone's like... That's maybe a sign. Yeah, I took that as a sign. I was thinking, like, because the Pixel 7a is rumoured to be getting announced soon. It's like, do I just try and hold off for a couple of months? Because other than broken, cracked screen, it was mm. fine. But I was like, nah, this is dangerous. So I bought myself as a Pixel 6a. Congratulations. Enjoying it so far? It's exactly the same as my old phone. 
Did you have any reservations committing to a Google piece of hardware after the failure of Stadia this time around? No, because I've had a Pixel 4 XL for about three and a half years, maybe coming up to four years, and the phones are fine. I've asked Pixel's buds is are fine. Mm-hmm. I've Google pro- Google make good products. They just didn't know how to make a gaming system. They knew how to make a gaming system. They didn't know how to sell it. Mm-hmm. So I had no no issues. But you've had many, you've you've bought a new phone before in your life. It's kind of boring now. They're just colourful rectangles that do colourful things I, slightly better than the last version of colourful rectangles, yeah. I'm kind of disappointed just by, like, you know, when you used to get your new phone, oh, this is a very expensive new piece of tech, and you spend, like, a couple of hours playing around setting it up. Mm-hmm. Like, spot the difference. Apart from the cracks on the screen, could you tell which one's which? Uh, no, not really. No, not, not without closer inspection. They're basically the same size as well. Like... Mm-hmm. It's like, so it's like yeah. it took after about ten minutes. It was like okay, they, all my stuff's over here. Absolutely. Now and now it's just I, back into just using it as I have day to day. Yeah, I'm getting most likely the Samsung S23 Ultra in June. I think my upgrade's due in June. And the most thing I'm excited for is it comes with a built-in stylus pen. So it's the same size and shape and UI as I've got on my current one, but it comes with a little stylus pen. So when I'm sat there taking my notes do my little scribbles, yeah. editing the podcast show notes. I can do it a bit quicker and with more accuracy, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but... I have um, a remarkable um, e- e-paper kind of thing at work for note-taking, like a digital notepad, mm. which are way overpriced, in my opinion, for what they do. But it's yes. pretty cool, and I didn't pay for it, so... Isn't all technology. Isn't all technology. Yeah. So, Chris, what have you been playing this week? Oh, Richie, Richie, Richie. Um, to start off with, I've been chipping away at Hogwarts Legacy still. I'm enjoying yeah. my time with it. I'm not rushing it. I've, of course, got big personal family things on the way in the, in the coming days, in fact, for me to deal with this Friday. So I'm kind of not really trying to rush to platinum this game or finish it or anything like that. I'm just going to make my way leisurely through Hogsmeade and Hogwarts and help out the Wizarding World in any way, shape or form that I can. Uh, game's still great, thoroughly enjoying it. However, this week I was tempted, of course, by new game that dropped on Friday, this past Friday, which was the Warlong Final, Fallen Dynasty yeah. from Koi Tecmo uh, and Team Ninja of Neo fame and Dynasty Warriors fame. And we mentioned on last week's show, this is like kind of right up minor Rob Street for... We're, more, we're both massive Dynasty Warriors fans. We've played all games from, I think, 2 was the first one I played, all the way through to 9. I've dabbled in the Dynasty Warriors Empires, the Kesson games. Me and my brother especially. I got my brother Warlong Fallen Dynasty for his birthday and specifically said when I gave him it, I'd already done my first look, and I was like, it's tough. Just be ready for it. It's tough. And, yeah, it's, it's obviously reviewing well out there. We'll, we'll talk about that as part of the news, but... I've put about three hours into it now, The about an hour and a half for the first look. Uh, I went back to it to see if I could take out the big bad, but the general consensus is, Richie, that this game is tough, and I don't know if I have it in me to beat this first boss, which is, you get to the first boss after about 20 minutes or so into the game. So it was 20 minutes of steady progress, leveling up, killing bad guys, learning the tutorial moves. And then I've hit this big wall that's known as Zhang Liang. <laughs> I can't get past the bastard. Uh, no matter evidently how much I try, I put about two hours into nearly killing him now, and I just, yeah. 
yeah, we'll talk a bit more about that in the news section. Um, but I mean, this week we actually we completed Halo. We rolled credits. We did. We did. Uh, we we wanted to get that out of the way before um, my firstborn was due yeah. this week. So it was it was very timely actually. When we started the playthrough, I don't think we anticipated really the time frame for how long it was going to take. But we did it. We rode that warthog to victory at the end. Um, yeah, did um... we hit some frustrations? Absolutely. Did the I... did the game design and the age of the game maybe catch up with us a little bit near the end? Absolutely. I had some tech issues as well at the start of the stream. It was just generally a bit more of a frustrating stream. Like we talked about but, it during like the live stream, but what are kind of your impressions now we've completed a Halo game? Well, yes, yeah, so that was the reason we did it is again running a Xbox podcast every week is we, we felt we owed it to the Xbox community and the legacy Weird. of Microsoft to to go back and play Halo. So we started at the very beginning. I know some people said go and play other ones like prequels, but uh, we thought, no, we'll start right at the chronological order with Combat Evolved and took us about eight, eight nine hours, I'd say, overall across uh, four, four separate streams. They're all available on the channel to go check out. And I had a great time with it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. We said, I think, off the back of the GoldenEye going on a Game Pass, we had kind of an urge to, to explore different things. Not that it's the same as GoldenEye, but it's, it's again, of a certain era with the yeah. there's no sprint, the button configuration is slightly different, uh, the, the aim mechanics are, are slightly old school, and the game in its own right is slightly old school. There's very little story, very little cinematics. It's very much, he's a level... You play through it, he's another level, and then we found, Richie, very quickly that halfway through the game, it basically flips you, and you regress back through the exact same first five levels in reverse order. Pretty much, yeah. Almost beat for beat, uh, with a couple of uh, different enemy varieties. Uh, enjoyed it, I enjoyed it. I think a couple of critiques, the which a lot of people in the chat when we were live said that the sequels do, do improve on. I think a couple more weapon variety, enemy variety, and level variety was... What you would expect from a sequel, just taking everything up to that next level. But overall, had a great time. I understand the world a bit more. I understand why this game back in the day did so well. And taking the mechanics of the game into a multiplayer, I can totally see why the multiplayer in Halo, especially Halo 2, took off to new heights with just like co-op and and playing with each other. Great time. Yeah, even like looking at it from like a modern point of view, you can like you can kind of see there's enough there in that first game to to go right. You're onto some. We're onto something here. Bungie and back in the day, we definitely. I mean, the way history shaped out, Bungie very much were onto something with Halo. Just a bit, but yeah, and I think when you mentioned Goldeneye, I think that's kind of we had our expectations set right. We knew we were playing an older game. We're playing mm-hmm. one of the most important games of all time, basically, arguably. Yeah. I don't think that is overselling Halo, because what Halo did, especially with online multiplayer, is does Call of Duty Warzone exist without Halo? Probably not. Like, it, the world might have went a completely different way, but yeah, I think because we knew that, all the little bugbears we have, like the weird control scheme at times, the like a sprint, the lack of aim down sights, and so all that kind of stuff, it's like, it's fine, because I'm not I'm expecting some like older desi- design decisions to be in there. Mm. Even like the re- the reused environments and stuff is like, well, you had more limited resources. Yeah, you've just it all, all that sort of stuff is like, okay, I can just look beyond that because it is an older title. So that yeah. would be highly did- critical if they did it now. 
And we did have, of course, we played it through the, via the Master Chief collection. So we yes. had the up res textures and weapons and stuff as well. So we were playing essentially the best form of the game by yeah. modern day standards. So that did help a lot. We did ping back and forth a few times between the old and the new graphics, which you can just toggle on and off using a button on the controller. Yeah. And to have that comparison in some moments was like, oh, wow, they, they put some effort into upscaling this a little yeah, bit to, basically to its credit. Re-te- they retextured basically everything in the world. Like mm-hmm. it's not just okay. It's now a 1080p 16 by nine, like because they originally might have even been by four by three. Like I don't, I don't Quite know. Possibly, but they have put a bit more into it. It still look even if the newer graphics still looks like an older game. But mm-hmm. I think that adds to the charm a bit. Like I'm not sure if this is a game that would need a remake. To be honest, no, not unless you're going to totally do it from the ground up and. Yeah, maybe like expand the story, the characters, and and definitely some of the levels would need to be tweaked from from a modern sensibility standpoint. You couldn't just have like there was a couple of points where we got quite frustrated where repetition set in, and you were yeah. doing things like three, four, five times over, and it did start to feel like okay, come on, move game, move on a little bit. We get to get past this. Yeah, it's... and they would need to definitely change that because I think on a modern audience, you would yeah, like, you would lose them. The patience would be lost. Like in the library, there seemed to be like free kind of like rooms that you just looped loop through um, but overall yeah i like mass chief i like Same. cortana uh, i enjoyed it even three four three the annoying cube and yeah. uh the driving mechanics of the warthog like you got a much better grasp than i did but we still struggled near the end yeah oh, that, that kind of final that home sprint was phew, that was rough yeah, there's just too much shit in the way. <laughs> like it just yeah. kept crashing. It's like this is meant to be like an epic drive to victory, and it's just like it's. I spent half the time reflipping off wall, wall hog and climbing back in. Yeah, I got good at doing that though, getting a flip and get back in, get going straight away. Until you left me behind on one of the runs. Yeah, the fact that it was there was more than one run kind of sums up like the epic finale there. Yeah, um, but we definitely recommend. I think everyone go check it out if you're, you're a Halo fan. You're a a fan of multiplayers or shooters or something you've never even played it before like you can experience it through our eyes as people who've never played halo and i think there's definitely remit in the future for jumping into the second one i've definitely got a hunger to keep playing this franchise and see i'm more just curious to see how it actually evolves and we get to infinite where we are today indeed uh, i think that's always been part of the plan we want to slowly play through all like the common um xbox franchises but we'll be taking a bit of break from halo we're not going to go straight to halo 2 what one, because you're having a child, I kind of want to wait for you to be back regularly to commit our time to it. And two, mm-hmm. we like to change things up from time to time, so I'm not sure what I'm going to be playing this week. I need to talk to Rob, see if he's available, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, before I make a decision. But it could be Elden Ring. I could finally be jumping into Elden Ring. I think, as it stands, it's either this week's stream will either be something multiplayer if Rob's available, or my first look at Elden Ring. Ooh, tantalizing indeed other than that i've lied you just been playing hogwarts legacy but chris would you like to introduce us to the the excellently exuberant excavated xbox expose aka the news the news and as always our news is brought to you by our helix heroes which you can become for as little as 99p all the information you need is in the comments below thank you very much to our heroes you guys are awesome Fair story of the week. Warlong Fallen Dynasty, Chris. How frustrated are you about this game? I'm bitterly frustrated because I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying playing the game. 
it's just the same things that prevent me from really enjoying a Soulsborne game. Oh, so, sorry, yeah, Bloodborne, Souls, Dark Souls, Sekiro, Elden Ring is the the difficulty, the grind of get good. I understand the mechanics are there for a reason. I understand parrying. But my word, from an entry point into a brand new game, there's a few times during the first look, I'm just, you, you'll be able to tell when you watch it. And Richie, you know what it's like when games get frustrating. Oh, God, yeah. In my mind, I'm just saying, like, why is it so fucking hard? I just take it down a notch just so I can enjoy it because I know there's some sadistic enjoyment in having your ass handed to you time and time again. It's and the, 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 overcoming that adversity when you that when you overcome like a really difficult boss, you do get that sense of oh, thank God, finally managed that like that sense of achievement. Yeah, and it, that's all the more heightened because you've had to work for it. Like the, when I finally defeat this boss, it's going to be like the elation is oh yes, finally yes. F you, I did it, I kicked your ass after 100 attempts. But yeah, the the game starts off, again, it's everything I expected. It's set in the Romance of the Three Kingdoms era of of Chinese history, and the Han Dynasty is on its way out. There's a Yellow Turban Rebellion. So anyone who's played the Dynasty Warriors games like me and Rob have, you know what this is all about. Um, Zhang Liao is the crazy magician guy who wants to kind of overthrow the imperial dynasty that's set there and all of these three families come together to basically team up and and take down this yellow term rebellion and reinstall some kind of empire the problem is is they all end up fighting between the three different families essentially and vying for who is going to be the, the future empire the leaders essentially i haven't got to that part yet because i can't get past this damn first boss and i just want to point out in Dynasty Warriors, Zhang Liang is literally just a sub-boss who you fight. I've killed this guy in several games, several times, very, very easily, because it's the first level in every game. I can't get past the first level in Warlong Fallen Dynasty, because I can't parry for shit, he's way too tough, and spoilers for the first look, because I'm, I'm, I kind of have to get into it, Richie, to share my frustrations, is I started to nail the parries, I started to get confident, I killed him, hands went in the air, done, He's got a second phase. <laughs> Health bar, back to full. He's the, the, Again, the difference with Warlong is there's a mythical element to it. There's a thing called the elixir, which means these enemies have... There's like the zombie creatures. It's basically Chinese history, but with some alternate history mythical lore where there's monsters and creatures yeah, that don't happen. folklore into it. Absolutely. And I fought a giant cat-dog thing. Avoided it the first time. Everyone in the comments said, go back, kill the cat-dog thing. Um, it'll power you up, then you'll go into the boss fight even stronger. I went and did all that, Richie. I went and leveled up. I went and ground out my morale level higher. I went and got better equipment, better loop, loot, came back to Zhang Liang, and he's still handing me my ass several times over. So I'm able to get to the second phase, but when I reach the second phase, I've got like half a health bar, no health portions left. He's got a big mutant arm, like what's his name from Resident Evil 3? Uh, not, um, I can't, was it? Who's the Resident Evil 3 bad guy? The big mutant what, transformed one. Nemesis, yeah. He's kind of got this big mutant... It might not be Nemesis. He's got this big mutant arm. He's raging, roiding out on me. And every time I get there, I'm just like... I'm that exhausted from taking down the first phase. It's just... I don't know what to do. Like, I can't get the confidence to do it. And I went back. I put another hour into it. Chipped away with all my new like new weapons and armor. And I thought, oh, I've got this. And I'm just being beaten down to a point where I'm like... Time out, I have to quit, I have to leave this and come back with fresh eyes. But yeah, about two hours, I'd say, I've tried to beat this guy now. And everyone in the comments on the internet is saying, if you can get past the first boss, the game opens up, and you can go grind, and the second and third bosses aren't as hard. But 
from a video game standpoint, and I say it in my first look, it's like if I bought this game for £50, if it wasn't on Game Pass, I'd be getting more frustrated at that. I feel like I'm not getting my money's worth because I cannot physically, with the skill and ability that I hold as a 33-year-old man, and the time I have in my life to dedicate to gaming, I can't sit here and just grind the same scene over and over and over again and the fun starts to get sucked out of it. But because I am enjoying the story and the gameplay is fun... I want to keep going, and I don't know if this is the like the sado <laughs> like element of the game why people love it. Do people like getting injured. The first boss is so difficult because it's the first boss. The, the fact that you haven't been through this before, you still learn the mechanics. You, you, where you think by by the time you get to maybe a second, third, fourth boss, the basic mechanics and how to play the game you've kind of nailed, and then it comes down to like. Learning, I think the Souls Born style of boss fights where it's like the first few tries are more about learning the attack patterns and coming up with your strategy, and then it becomes about the execution of it, and then you get blindsided by phase two and have to do the, repeat the whole thing again. That is Absolutely. kind of that is the gameplay yeah. loop. You are expected to die. You are expected to fail until you yeah. learn the attack patterns. You know, okay, well he does this. I can't parry this. I have to dodge, and then I'll dodge, and then's my opportunity to counter and stuff. But because you're still Absolutely. coming to terms with the basic of the yeah. basic mechanics. Yeah, it's it's teaching you the parry mechanics. I yeah. completely understand that. My problem is three decades of being conditioned as a video gamer, when I'm getting stressed or when I'm trying to beat a boss and I can see the health bar ticking down, I can see the stamina and momentum switching in the fight, my brain defaults to just mash mash square, mash X. And then yeah. the whole parry defend it goes out of my mind because for years I'm just I just play third person action games like God of War where if I get hit I can take a hit and I just keep mashing with my axe my Leviathan axe or in Uncharted I just keep punching or in Uncharted like just any game you play if I get hit it doesn't really matter whereas if you get hit in this game you're fucking dead <laughs> in my brain I don't know whether it's muscle memory or patience or just sheer timing ability but those parry windows they are short and i'm playing via cloud as well so i don't know if there is a late i'm going to play it on my console just to see if there is that like fractional latency thing which is really critical to these type of games i think but, but i'm enjoying it, it but i'm been, frustrated it might hell. have been tales of arise where there's there was one i was playing via like remote play actually at the time mm. and i think there was one like i think bloody fishing in mini game i couldn't do until I switched over to playing locally. Mm. <laughs> and I had to do the thing, I did the thing where I stood like quite close, up, stood up in front of the telly to go, right, I need to absolutely be on this to do it. Press. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Oh. But again, that's the annoying thing, is like, I am enjoying the game, and I want to explore more of the story, because I know the story is right up my street. I just need to get past this first damn boss, somehow. And I said it on tomorrow's podcast, talking to PS, but like, the nearest thing I've got to relate to this is Keena Bridge of Spirits. I've got the Platinum Trophy on that game, which I know it's not the same, but when you to get that Platinum Trophy, you need to finish that game on the hardest difficulty. And it has a parry system, it has spells, it has uh, arrows and stuff. And it's very, very similar, although it's a very cartoony, animated style. It's grinding it, and I died a lot of times in that game as well. But I kept going, and I did it. And part of me is like, if I can just get past Zhang Liang, God knows how hard... Zhang Liao's... There's three brothers, essentially, part of the Yellow Turban Rebellion. And I, I don't know whether why, because I've played the Dynasty Warriors games. It's like, the, these like guys are literally the first-level bosses who you just kick their ass and you move on and you learn from it. 
this is a different type of game. And again, comments, let me know if you've got any pro strat tips. I know our Discord really, really helped me out. The live chat when I, when the video got published, loads of tips. Uh, I'm sure to take them all on board. But will I do it? I don't know. I, I'm very intrigued to see Rob's take on this because, again, Rob's coming from the same part as me. I don't know if he's got the patience. Rob's a big chivalry fan, so he likes he likes yeah. apparently playing uh, really hard games. But, but chivalry is hard in a different way, though. That's, that's, that's hard because it's an online multiplayer game, so you're playing against other people. Okay, maybe dealing with patience and frustration, then. Rob's different yeah. from that approach, whereas I'm just like, I'm out. So who knows? Yeah. But it's reviewing well. The game, like it the is. game, is good. It is it's a, as it stands, it's like eighty-one Metacritic, um, eight point nine user score on the Xbox. Interestingly, that drops to seven point five on PlayStation. But there mm. seems to be a bit of review bombing going free, on PlayStation. Free on Xbox. <laughs> yeah, on PlayStation, game, game there seems boost. to be a lot more negative reviews. Like people are complaining that um, the bad. Bad game design, top of the game, it's supposed to be different. It's like a lot, a lot of people like complain about the difficulty and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which, and these a lot of people for some reason that when I read some of the like, user reviews on Metacritic will kind of actually write up a decent review and they just give it a zero because they haven't been bothered to put a number on it. Which is like, ugh, come on, guys, if you're going yeah. to put a review on Metacritic, you've got to actually pick a number, otherwise, it do- can damage the score unfairly. Yeah, there is something to be said about these type of games and why the likes of you and me have avoided Elden Ring for so long and Dark Souls and stuff. And there was part of me during the first look, I was like, I would love to just go into the options, have a difficulty slider, just to knock it down a peg just for this boss and then move on. Because again, it's it's if I bought this game, or if I'm playing this game, and because of the difficulty, nothing to do with the story, nothing to do with the characters, nothing to do with the gameplay as such... I can only experience the first five percent of this game. It's not. It's is. You know what I mean. I'm like. I'm. I'm. Yeah. Mi- I'm, I'm missing out because of something that's seemingly out of my control. It goes of an there. entire video game that you've potentially bought for fifty, sixty pound dollars. I'm limited to essentially playing the free demo it because I can't into, get past um, the boss. There's no way to circumnavigate this boss without beating him. Yeah, we're going into the realms of like accessibility and the whole conversation around difficult games being difficult and that balance between okay this is designed to be a hard punishing fight so that you will get that that kind of a sense of achievement when you do it but mm-hmm. then it is also locks people out who are maybe not to have the time to develop that skill or maybe just slow reaction down slow because mm-hmm. we're old men and yeah. we don't have hundreds and hundreds of hours to dedicate every week into playing games into mastering the combat of a game that's the kind of thing for me. I get frustrated, same as you, when I have to keep repeating the same fight over and over and over again mm-hmm. because I want to exp- experience the story and everything the game has to offer. And I feel like, well, I'm now just going through the same thing again and again and again where I could be doing something else with my limited time. Yeah, it's like you wouldn't get a book and read chapter one a hundred times. Oh, well, you have to read chapter one properly, Chris. You have to keep. You have to master chapter one before you're allowed to you move need, on to chapter two. You need to two. memorize chapter one, every word in your head. But yeah, there is an accessibility thing because I really think if I could just get past this boss, the yeah. rest of the game I'll thoroughly enjoy. And and I think the fact that because it's so early in the game, there is no options for leveling up. There's you, no yeah. options to go get better gear because you are beholden to the tutorial area essentially. So it is just basically get good. And I'm yeah. trying. I'm trying, everyone. Two and a half, three hours of my life trying to get good to beat Zhang Liang. And 
again, I have a kid on the way on Friday. I'm not one. I who don't can know spend, if I'll ever come back to it if I can't get past like, him. I couldn't spend an hour just grinding out the same fight. I'd be like, I'm moving on. Like, mm. I might go back to it. Like, the reason, like, I don't have the platinum in Stray because there's one bloody achievement I couldn't get. No matter, I just, gr- I kept trying to grind. I kept going back to it. I just couldn't seem to get it down. So I just eventually, I eventually give up. And it's just, and it does, it does risk leaving a sour taste, doesn't it? It, that, it did a bit because I would love to have the platinum for Stray, but I was like, I'm not. Which going. trophy was it again? It was the one way I get through, like. Like run that like gauntlet with all the little things. Oh, without you. being jumped on, yeah. And you yeah. make one mistake, and that's it. Yeah, restart. Yeah, yeah. Um, the game's doing well, of course. I do feel like maybe doing it on stream live with like maybe you for moral support. Yeah, like, just to give a second, like some eyes on it. When obviously when you caught up in the moment, you can't see the parry window. Maybe I can't see the intricate. Because there's a stamina bar that goes back, and I have no clue what it really means. They're like, oh, the 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 chi of the battle goes back and forth depending on how many blocks and parries you get in. But in the moment, I'm just focused on not getting my ass handed to me. So I'm not looking at the coloured bars and when he glows red, I don't know what window of red I'm looking for to parry. And it just you just kind of get caught up in the moment and then I just default to mashing X. Like, hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him. And then it's like, oh, I've been hit again. There's my health. Then, my, like, then my own morale goes and I'm like, well, I've got no health potions, so just kill me now and I'll restart again. You need to relearn how to play games, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll see. And maybe I am just too old for it, but uh, I don't think you're too well, I'm old. Sure. I, I think you'll get there if you if you commit. If you're willing to commit, I think you'll get there. And by the sounds of yeah. it, I almost think you should. If you think yeah. I, if I can get past this one boss and the rest of the game, I'm going. I'm going to really enjoy. It's probably worth mm-hmm. just getting there because you'll get good by just repeating the fighting over and over again, and then. Don't know whether when it comes to the second boss, when it comes to the next, like, that kind of gameplay loop, whether you'd enjoy it anymore, though. That's... Yeah. If I, maybe if I get this... Well, the second one's apparently easier. So if I get the second one, like, a hand is ass to him. Yeah. And I'm like, I did it. I did it. I'm better. Maybe I got good. In, in couple, and then I get in to the next of bit. Fight, yeah, you know, instead of doing, like, taking 20 goals, it takes, like, three. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. nailed it. Yeah, absolutely. But no doubt we'll hear more about it. I'm glad the game's doing well. Because uh, it, it, seemingly these are the style of games, and for people to experience, if they can get past the first boss, the story of the Romance of the Three Kingdoms is fantastic. If you've never played a Dynasty Warriors game, this is a version of that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but it did make me want to just play Dynasty Warriors because I know I can hand their ass to them. I literally kill millions of people in that game, and when you're nearly dead, guess what? You got your special to use, and you just wipe them all out with a special. Not so much in this one. You know what? I was actually going to play it. Right until I saw your first look and went, oh, I don't think I'm going to enjoy this. Like, <laughs> I'd, I'd actually like to see your first look myself just to see how you would approach it, almost like a, the dichotomy of you versus me and how we both would approach it from similar experience standpoints. You know, And what? almost there's a sick part of me which almost wants to see you suffer through it if, if <laughs> as I, well. If I find the time and the inclination at some point, I might do like a first look and just put it up for the channel for members. So you get a second it. first look on the same game. It's world, world it. exclusive there. Two first looks in the same game. Absolutely. Has it ever happened and, before? I mean, someone, surely. But uh, that this game, the fact that this game can also be played with touch controls is is beyond me. Whoever completes this game using touch input on their mobile phone, they deserve like shares in the company or access the keys to the development studio because... It, that must be like one of those. You know, the person who completed Elden Ring using a dance mat. Yeah. 
this is like the type of levels of craziness like how you could deflect block and parry using a touchscreen phone version it beyond me unbelievable no, uh, skill required i wouldn't even consider using like touchscreen controls for most games because i think touchscreen controls are horrible unless the game is specifically designed for it i usually just generally go this is trap give me a controller but i'm not everyone anyway Moving on to another actual difficult game, Sifu. So last year, Sifu came to PlayStation, done really well in the Game of the Year conversations. Yep, best fighting game for yep, I fight- think a lot of lot of categories. Yep, very uni- unique. Um, it's apparently it's coming to Xbox. Hey, timed exclusive. Timed exclusive. PlayStation, and it's coming this month, March the twenty eighth. Mm. It drops on Xbox. No word on whether it's coming to Game Pass or not, but any thoughts on Seafood, Chris? Kind of a similar thing where I've heard it's hard, and the whole premise of Seafood, for those who haven't seen it yet, it's kind of like a 3D fighting game. Very, like, if you've ever seen John Wick, it's kind of that style of, like, martial arts, really quick close-up action. But the unique twist on Seafood is your character, if you die, you age, and the older you get, the slower you get. As 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 I've just explained for twenty minutes talking well, about Warlong, it kind of has this thing where you start off quite young, so as you get a bit older, you have to get better, and then you f- fall the way again. Like as so a, life doesn't anyway. Yeah. There's a risk the reward yeah. of if you die or you lose, you get older and older, and your character stash to age as the story progresses. And I know there's achievements linked to like finishing the story before you reach like fifty year old or something like that. But yeah, it's very um, again. Punch and fight mechanics, loads of enemy varieties, loads of nice little arenas as you work your way through a couple of different unique settings. And yeah, it it looks fun. Again, in for a lot of Game of the Year conversations for a lot of outlets, and it was on PlayStation, now it's coming. Would be a perfect Game Pass game, if I'm honest. I don't know how many people are going to go out and buy this a year later, but it's nice to see it making the jump across. I think... It could do well in sales because it was so like, revered on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. If you only have an Xbox and you keep hearing about this game, go, you know, that's right up my alley. Mm-hmm. I could see it doing well, but I think it would be great in Game Pass, to be honest. It gets it in more hands. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just generally seems to be like an 8 out of 10 game. Some people love it, some people seemingly Different. don't. Yeah, I, th- I think it is a bit of a Marmite game. Either you're going to love it or you're not. Absolutely. It's coming yeah. to Switch as well, I think. Yeah. I'm at this point with Switch where I was like, I look at Sifu and I was like, would Switch be able to run it? It mm. probably will. Yeah. Six-year-old this past yeah. week, the Switch. I know. Happy birthday. It's a great great console. It just feels it feels old. It feels older than six, to be honest. Don't we all? Yeah. Well. What's the Switch in human years? Like 84. So, <laughs> something like that. Um, but... If it comes to Game Pass, will you be jumping in? I'll try it out. Evidently, I might be better at Sifu than Warlong, so yeah. what but have it, I got to lose? It still has a kind of repetitiveness to it where you have to just keep playing through. That's the stuff I just don't like. It's like I have to keep playing through the same stuff mm-hmm. over and over again. Where Sifu, it's all about the me- getting the mechanics down, isn't it? Getting the, that perfect mm-hmm. run. But you know what isn't about getting the perfect run? Minecraft. Ah, because Minecraft. Weirdest segue ever, but um, looks like Minecraft might be getting a world editor. 
Which I would say finally, but it, it, it is in itself a world edit. Yeah, that was kind of my thought, <laughs> but this looks like it's going to be like almost like what a de- the devs would use to build the world kind of stuff rather than you're in the world, start mining blocks. You could just... So I can imagine for the creative types. I mean, we've seen some of the most creative, stunning stuff work in Minecraft anyway. Mm-hmm. But now it just feels like you might be getting... A st- another level of like basically another tool set which might in what in some ways it'll make like making massive like structures and like new worlds so much easier so we could see like a resurgence and that sort of stuff mm-hmm. but does it in some ways take away the achievement yeah it's almost like when you go into cre- creation mode in minecraft already and you can do stuff without the limitations of like harvesting resources and, and doing it that way it seems like it's that one step further when you have access to like the the voxels and stuff to essentially control all elements of the game similar to when we played crater back in the day yeah. um, tom peace. gave us like a full yeah rest in peace tom gave us a full kind of breakdown of yeah voxels and animation and, and how it works and how basically almost like coding a game one step up from the actual code yeah and you know what minecraft is so popular and it, I'm surprised this took this point for them to almost like... It's almost like opening the game up is open source when yeah. anyone can go and you can just do what you want. The only thing I think they've said you, you doesn't look like you can edit is the bedrock, which is just the, the base of the map. So that's not anything shocking. But yeah, all the key creator codes in there, snippets of the the listings. Minecraft, again, just it's the gift that keeps on giving with when it comes to creativity and expansion. Yeah, it, it, it's weird. We actually have... Um enough another expansion coming later later this year called Tra- trails and tales so mm-hmm. they're doing another full expansion do you think this could come alongside that or do you I think would this imagine is so. just something it's, separate it's again it's very niche like people who play minecraft are happy to live in that minecraft world because of what it is i put many many hours into minecraft more so on my playstation vita because having a portable on the go was great i can see the if i was that. Yeah, I think if I was to play it now, I would actually delve into delve into it back again on the Switch, just because of that. Just when you got a spare twenty minutes, chip away at a couple of blocks, do some resource gathering, and then Wouldn't build something on the move. One of your phones, go game it, pass. It doesn't it, it doesn't run as well on. For, I mean, to be fair, I used it touchscreen because Minecraft is available from the App Store as well, so it, 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 there the is a mobile version. Yeah, 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 yeah true. That's yeah, true. I, I the, think the Switch is it's all around. Use, use Game Pass and the Kishi. Yeah. Uh, I think I do own it on the Switch though already. Oh. But in terms of the game, yeah, I'm I'm in Minecraft just to enjoy the game for what it is, which is like a simplistic block building, gathering resource, I, avoid the skeletons and the zombies. I'm not very much in the camp of I appreciate other people playing Minecraft. But mm. I'm not really drawn myself, but maybe one one day we'll do a stream where we build a house or something. Yeah, be fun. Yeah. It's, again, it's a fun game. Yeah. I think that would be a cool community community like stream where we're just you know for the next few hours what we're going to do is we're just going everyone diving we're playing we're playing minecraft let's see what mm-hmm. let's see what we make and it's super chill as well the music can almost put you to sleep sometimes with its zen atmosphere yeah and survive but moving on to our next story 50 cent has teased vice city so talking grand theft auto chris First of all, your background with Vice City. My favourite Grand Theft Auto game. Correct. You are for, right in that. Correct, yeah. <laughs> the music, the world, the simplicity of it, 
um, again, just when it initially came out back on the PS2, just yeah, me and my brother just put so much time into this game and messing around, doing the missions, great story, great yeah, Tommy Vassetti, all that kind of stuff. Just best best time again. The later Grand Theft Auto obviously did a lot of things better, but yeah, you, you tell me a bit of Michael Jackson, Phil Collins as a character, Samuel Jackson in the game. Oh, Samuel Jackson was in that San Andreas, wasn't he? Um, just yeah. Great, so great game. The story is Fifty Cent posted on Instagram uh, an image of a neon pink Vice City logo with the caption, "I will explain this later." This shit is bigger than power. Trust me. It's also since been taken down from his page. Oh yeah, because he probably didn't. If he is where, if he is involved in um, a new um, Grand Theft Auto Vice City game, then absolutely Rockstar taking that down. Yeah, for like, dude. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. But, yeah, if they went back with, like, modern style... Like, again, the the general consensus for Grand Theft Auto is they think they're going to make all the world. So you're going to have San Andreas, Vice City, and Liberty City all accessible in one massive open map because they don't want GTA Online to die. They want it to kind of just keep existing in perpetuity. Do you think, like, Grand Theft Auto 6 might just be Grand Theft Auto and be, like, this is now the base of where we're going to take it going forward? I think that's what Rockstar would like, and then Vice City could be like a season yeah. of Grand Theft Auto, An and then, like, then to... Liberty City could be another season, and then San Andreas could be the next season, and then they can just keep adding to that world. But anyone who loves online and plays online, the world's there in all its glory on next-gen hardware. I almost think it'd be like something like The Crew, where like you can just, okay, we're just going to add another region to the map, mm-hmm. and now you can travel to this region, and then you yeah. slowly build out the world, but and that's almost Grand Theft Auto to a nail because in Vice City, remember, and sorry, in the original, remember Grand Theft Auto Three, you couldn't go across the bridge <laughs> until it was opened up to you. Otherwise, yeah. you get five star wanted levels. So yeah, they they could do that. I'm sure Rockstar have had grand designs for years now, and it's been so so long, so so long since GTA yeah. uh, Five came out. It's we it's the success of Grand Theft Auto Online is probably what's pushed this back and kept pushing things back. Hmm. Um, the, my only issue with having this like constant world Grand Theft Auto is you're stuck in the time period. Yeah. So when I when I think Vice City, it's not the city of Vice City that makes that game. It's the era it's set in and everything it's around it. Yeah, that that eighties like in the music and like everything's neon like that. But if you do do like a modern Vice City, mm-hmm. does that work as well? I'd almost like to see like Vice City Two, but set in the nineties. Yeah, well, this so is like, where they can they could do something with like flashbacks. Like you do something in the modern world, but it has flashbacks to yeah. old old world. But I don't know. I don't know what the well, plans are. I just want to. I just want to see it. Basically, it's been yeah. that damn long. I've, I, I just want to know what's next. I always thought with Vice City, like a sequel to Vice City, set like maybe like ten years after, and like so set in the nineties. So you you. Going for the, the music and the culture of that time period, Tommy mm-hmm. Vassetti's still in it, but he's now like the crime boss of Vice City. Talk? Yeah, yeah, he'll talk this time because I don't think he'd be the guy you're playing. Mm. I think maybe he's like either you're working with him or he's the main antagonist, or he, yeah. he will be heavily involved. But yeah, like probably basically you can make you could make like the story about his fall. Where, like, the story of Vice City is kind of his rise to prominence. This could be his fault, mm-hmm. but it's like, yeah, you've had 10 years at the top. 
But I think there could, there could be something really cool there. But apparently, fifty if fifty cents involved by the looks of it, and whatever it's going to be. So moving on now to Star Wars, because we all like a bit of Star Wars. We and do. Not much of a story here, but. Um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor's director has said he wants to make Cal's story a trilogy. Yeah. it's um, It was during an interview with um, IGN, I believe. He does a... Um, if you go watch it, it's Ryan McCaffrey does an IGN unfiltered interview where they basically just talk about game development, the pandemic, what happens when the game gets greenlit, like how quickly did the sequel get greenlit, and other factors that play into it. And one of the things he, yeah, he mentioned, the game director was basically... He kind of sees it as a three-story arc, and he would like it to be a three-story arc. And I'm sure EA and all the gamers out there will be over the moon to learn that the, the, this is probably proposed as a three-story arc, because that inevitably means we're getting a third entry. We've got Jedi Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor, and then no doubt Jedi Redemption, or Jedi, whatever it may be, the third in the series. They know they've got something good on their hands. It, of course, is respawn. It's kind of elevated EA to... to kind of refocus their energies and i would say we've said many times on the show richie that ea seemingly the the best at third party juggling right now with ubisoft struggling activision struggling with whatever they're going through definitely going through a redemption arc yeah completely a jedi redemption arc some would some would say but uh, i can't wait for jedi survivor it's my most anticipated game of the year so far i can't wait to get my hands on it uh, I was actually tempted to go back to Jedi Fallen Order again this week because I've been watching Bad Batch on Disney Plus and The Mandalorian just started this week. So that yeah. the rise of Star Wars interest is is definitely at an all time high right now. How is The and, Mandalorian uh, actually? I haven't watched it yet. It's only one episode, so it's it's all we've basically got is just the just... reset up of where he's at, what's going on in the world, and a couple of breadcrumbs of what the mi- the side quests of this series are essentially going to be. Yeah, I just have no kind of like hype for this season at all. Did you watch the Book of Boba Fett? Yeah, yeah. So I just, I just so just, you know those things. I yeah, I, I, I'm up, to, I'm up to date. I haven't watched Bad Batch and don't really intend to, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's I, not like necessary for this, right? Yeah, and I was just like, I don't know what it is. It's the Mandalorian. It's like almost seemed like, oh yeah, and the Mandalorians here. It's like, like this is how the season feels. Just like. There's very little like marketing or anything. It's like I haven't, I don't feel invested in it at the moment. Like, but there again, I've had stuff like that before where, as the season went on, people were talking about it, like, guys, this is really good. And I was like, then okay, I'll, yeah, I'll jump in. Well, you just wait, Richie, until yeah. Cal Kestis appears think- in episode seven of The Mandalorian. Everyone flips out because the, he'll be in the show and then the game will come out mere weeks later when the yeah. season finishes and everyone will be like, oh shit, that Jedi who appeared in The Mandalorian, there's a game about him that comes out next week. I was Boom. Like, Synergy. <laughs> you know what? I was like, I was a bit like that with like Andor where it like... It took me, I think it was like a month after the first like episode dropped, where I was like, I really, okay, now I'm in. I mm. tried watching it a couple of times, just, I'm not feeling not feeling it. So it might just be that for me as well. It might just be because I'm watching The Last of Us, so it's like, well, once The Last of Us is gone, I'll have that gap back mm. in my like my um, entertainment like time frame. It's like, well, maybe that's when I'll start watching The Mandalorian. But I don't currently have Disney Plus, though, so... There you go. But, uh, yeah, no surprise then. Trilogy of games. I think that's always like the game three is the magic number after all. 
they're going to do a lot of stuff i think to elevate the gameplay mechanics as as the director says in the interview he's like already talking about what they can improve on and they knew when they shipped the game that there was a couple of things they want to rework i think the map was a big bugbear for some people the fast travel and he explains i think in the interview the director actually goes in um depth about saying when they were so far incubated making the game they didn't realize fast travel would be a problem or a, a bugbear with the first game because they were so insular in development they were just thinking like oh it's a metroidvania people can back travel and then they didn't realize there was going to be any frustrations from that and then obviously when the game was released to the wider public and millions and millions of people got their hands on it it was kind of highlighted that that was one of the issues so they've resolved that and i think this sequel will very much just elevate everything that was great about the first one yeah and if it has any of the story beats that we got from the first one, and if it, it does tie in with all Star Wars canon, then I've got very high hopes for this game. Same. Very high hopes for it. I hope we're not over-selling it, our expectations. Uh, no, I've got I've got reservations about it. Like, I'm not expecting it to be a God of War levels of like storytelling and stuff. I, I very much have my expectations in check for what it does. I just think a couple of cool Easter eggs, tie it in with the wider Star Wars world, give me the same cool lightsaber mechanics because that's what I'm in it for, basically, being a badass Jedi. Yeah. And yeah, I, I do hope they really elevate like the team because what I think the first game did is we, we had Greasy Money, baby, and we yeah. had his, his wider squad. Give me maybe a new character and really do what Uncharted does and make me fall in love with their team rather yeah. than just just cal and if they can do it where like if something happens to one of them and i'm like oh like it hits me like sully and uncharted something happened to him or elena or something like make me feel for these characters rather than just be cogs in a machine and i think if they can tell a story like that rich which star wars has always been about the characters i think yeah they could be on something and again respawn knocking it out of the park with anything they touch at the moment so yeah I've had it. not long to wait this is definitely probably going to be, I think, in the game of the air conversation. That's yeah, my well, remember expectation the f- to this game. The first one missed out because it came out in November. Yeah. So it was almost like too late to get... I think we actually criticised it on the Game Awards because they missed out on the cut-off point date to be they nominated. missed out on the cut-off point, but then it's like basically an entire year from the next year's one. Yeah, because it was 2019 and then COVID hit as well. We've got to remember that. Yeah. And then, yeah, you like you said, all the games that release in 2020 get all the praise and glory because they're just the recency bias. And I think Jedi Fallen got like one award for maybe like art design or a sound or something like that. Whereas if it was in the 2019 game of the year discussion, it would have been right up there, no doubt. So this one coming out in April, much better window. And yeah, I think by the end of the year we'll be sat, we'll be sat back, Richie. We'll be talking about Jedi Survivor, Warlong Fallen Dynasty, the new Zelda game. Whatever else is on is on the dock. Hopefully, we'll good year for games. Hogwarts Legacy. Hogwarts Legacy, yeah, of course. A lot of stuff. It's going to be a good year for games. Right, but you know what? I don't think we'll be talking about scars above. Ooh. Reviews are out, and they're kind of mixed. Um, we I forgot this game came out. To be fair, yeah, me too. I think that's kind of problematic in itself. But like IGN gives us a five out of ten. Scars above shows a lot of potential in its third person shooting, fun elemental reactions, and a good number of of creatures to experiment with. The thrill of setting out to discover a new alien world is short lived, however, due to the weapons and gadgets in the arsenal, arsenal quickly growing so powerful that nothing poses. A, 
a threat, and while there are a few excellent environments to explore everything within them, the characters, the story, and the universe feel weak and underdeveloped, giving you a few reasons to stop and smell the alien roses once you've blasted your way through. Hmm. So, the middle-of-the-road one, Balogs. It has yeah. garnered some 7s sevens, sevens and 8s out of 10s from other, other sites. So it doesn't look like again. It's not a, it doesn't look like it's a bad game. It just in in a, in the sea of great games we've currently got right now, it seemingly is sinking to the bottom of the pile. And uh, again, not in Game Pass, not on PlayStation Plus or anything like this. So this is a game you'd have to actively go out and purchase. And I think for me, this game's got big uh, chorus vibes from the other year when it's basically like it looks great, it looks polished, it's sci-fi. It just isn't doing enough to get people to pay it any attention and like reading some of the other reviews it says yeah great addition to the library of single player adventures tells an engaging sci-fi story that uh, interrogates ideas of genetic manipulation free will and sacrifice while it loses momentum towards the end it serves a fantastic advertisement for smaller budget games and it's well worth picking up so some of the praise is coming from it again it looked when we watched the um Embrace the state of play video. What was it? The Koch Media thing. It was the yeah. one shining light of that whole presentation where you and me thought, "Oh, actually, there's something. This here. looks like Division meets Returnal kind of thing." But it almost fell into a too generic for its own good kind of camp. But um, yeah, this, this is one that I of... probably would enjoy, and I'd be able to defeat the first boss because yeah, <laughs> it's not maybe. it's not war long. But this is why I kind of wanted to bring it up because this of was very much our pick of the bunch from that presentation. I felt mm-hmm. like, okay, are they going to? Is this going to be that game that kind of steps them up a bit mm-hmm. from this like double A focus publishing? Now we look at like Embracer, like like that feels like they're on the verge of stepping up into the triple A like pr- properly. Mm-hmm. But then it just feels like you, across the board hasn't landed as well as they probably would have liked. Unfortunately, so it's at sixty nine on Metacritic, which is which not is- bad. No, like, not at all. But is it good good enough Like in the world where we get lots, like eights and nines are quite abundant? Mm. Well, hopefully, because you'd imagine it's made on a... With it being published by Prime Matter, and I think it's Mad yeah. Dog, Mad Head Games, sorry, who make it. Hopefully, it comes in on such a low budget that actually it'll do well enough to merit a sequel. Because, again, there's nothing about this that doesn't think you could take what clearly gets some good reviews, sevens and tens. It does say, like, great sci-fi edition for single-player adventures. It's got interesting ideas that maybe runs out of steam a bit towards the end. That sounds like the foundation's there to potentially, like, make a better sequel. That would garner my interest. I do worry, though, we've said it time and time again on the show, but the, the Game Pass swell and success... Will games like this, if it's not on Game Pass, are they totally overlooked? Like when I people think... look at something like this and go, "Would I want to pay, pay forty, fifty pound for this?" Or if it was on, because I would have played this if it was on Game Pass, but I haven't looked twice at it because I don't want to pay money for it because yeah, it's not, well, it it's not selling thing. me on that AAA quality. Is that thing? It have... doesn't mean it's a bad game. Between Game Pass and PlayStation Plus, I have so many games that I haven't played. Many of them are kind of reviewing in the in the sevens and eights. So when something comes in beneath that like metacritic 72 mm-hmm. which is a perfectly solid game i probably like you if i was playing it i'd probably enjoy my time but some game in that when they tend to rate in the sevens i always think when i'm playing i always have the sense like i could be playing something better i have things better 
access to. Where if this was on Game Pass, I'd be mm. more likely to give it a go. So it's like, it is that kind of double-edged sword with Game Pass, where I think, yeah, because it's not on mm. Game Pass, I'm not considering yeah. it. Is it, it yeah, yeah. Is Game Pass starting to be detrimental to anyone not on the Game Pass train? Like I think you, if you're a developer, like if you're the Scars Above team, do you look at this and go like, Xbox didn't reach out to us regarding a Game Pass deal, therefore we've got to self-publish, we've got to promote this. To its credit, it I is think, on Amazon right now. It's only twenty nine ninety five. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that's not too bad. So then, it's like. not it's not like a fifty, sixty, seventy dollar yeah. price point, which I think will benefit it. If they're willing to go in with that price point, though, again, it's like, would I spend thirty pound on this when I've just got Warlong for free? Yeah. Essentially, and that's getting eights and nines, ten, ten out of tens all over the place. Even if I can't get past the first boss. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, it's like. But it's again the whole games industry with Game Pass and double A, triple A, and the rise of again double A games. Like I hope it does well. Like I'm looking at it, and Same. like the more I look at it, the more I'm reminded. Of, you know what? If I can't defeat Zhang Liang <laughs> and I have some time, is this worth a twenty nine pound pop potentially? Thirty quid, absolutely. I think it's probably going to be worth mm. it. Now the the thing for me is that when going back to Game Passes, I think you're right. I think Game Pass is detrimental to games that aren't on it if they're not the absolute pinnacle of gaming. Mm-hmm. Something like God of War is going to sell well, regardless... Well, it did. Like, yeah, yeah. 12 plus million yeah. copies already. Jedi Survivor is going to sell fine. Hogwarts Legacy is already sold fine. These yep. games don't need to be on Game Pass to sell well. Something like mm-hmm. Scars Above, in order to get enough people, play, to get people playing it, probably does need to be there nowadays. Or at least from talking purely from the Xbox side of things. Mm-hmm. But again, like, how many people are picking this up on on PlayStation? Like, is there enough people actually picking it up? Or is this kind of one of them things where people look and go, you know what, it looks cool, I'll wait for a PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Again, hopefully the budget yeah. is detrimental. Uh, con- it reminds me a bit of Control. Com- Control was made by Remedy over three years with a budget of only thirty million. Yeah. Which is like so much lower than typical AAA. You're talking like like a Sony ex- Fast Pie exclusive probably cost between three hundred to five hundred million to make. So if you can make it with the budget of Control, if Scars Above costs less than thirty million to make. And if they're selling the game at a price point of 30 quid, then clearly they understand their overheads aren't as crazy to, to make some profit off of it. And if it's not on Game Pass, then you'd like to think that window is smaller. So hopefully even on a modest budget, it'll, it'll turn around. But yeah, there is something, I think, long-term with Game Pass and subscription models that are going to... We're going to see a drastic change going forward with just sales and revenue splits and how they're, they're split up between publishers and, and game yeah. devs. But game Pass, crazy times. It's, it's changing the industry and not everything, while I am pretty much enamored by Game Pass and what it does for me as a consumer, there is negative sides of it. And I think some games that may just not find a home that they might have once did. Like Absolutely. But I think that is all we have time for this week. If you liked the video, make sure you hit that like button and consider becoming a member for as little as 99 pence. We have a Discord server where you can tell Chris how bad he is at Warlong. Links are in the description below. Have you beat the first boss yet, Chris? No, I haven't. But you'd ask me at the start of the show, Richie, do I like toast? Oh, yeah, of course, yes, there you have. (laughs) 
one more story before I go to the outro. I almost forgot. It's the biggest story of the decade. Chris, do you like toast? I do like toast. Yeah, who doesn't? Um, but I actually don't have a toaster. Did you know that? No. That's, I mean, I do well, now. Well, you do now because we t- I told our Discord some server. Some controversy in our Discord yeah. server. Would you want a Series S toaster? No. <laughs> I don't want a toaster. I don't want a, a hoodie for my controller. I, I kind of want the fridge, if I'm honest. But, yeah, Xbox, just apparently Microsoft, uh, they want... They want Xbox brand to be everywhere. Switch, PlayStation, PC, mobile, and also your kitchen and your bedroom and your wardrobe and your car. Just, it's just the machine, the marketing machine for Xbox knows no bounds. I just don't, I just don't even get it. Like, it's because it, it's a rectangle. It's, it's, it's a rectangle, therefore it can be a fridge, an oven, a toaster, so <laughs> a table. Everything. I have some specs for you. Oh, sweet. It's um, on me. Power is 120 volt, 60 hertz, 800 watts. It's a two-slice toaster which is with 40, 40 millimeter side slots. Suitable for 120 by 120 millimeter bread. Industry standard, yeah. One to six browning settings. An anti-jam function if you're more of a marmalade person. An That's anti-slip feet. Anti-slip feet is a feature. My, my toaster, quite frankly, is all over the place in the kitchen. I can't keep track of it because yeah, it doesn't I, have we've anti-slip been, I've been sat in your kitchen and just at the table and it just went flying across the room. <laughs> it's just that slipping. Mm-hmm. Um, Removable crumb tray. It does Shout have, out to that. That's, yeah. that's better than DLC, that is. It has defrost bagel muttons. Cancel buttons. Right, Chris, <laughs> do you use the browning setting on your toaster? I mean, no. Once I decided I got my right setting, it's been left like that for years. Well, I've just, you know, I, I have owned toasters in the past. I always just That's use the cancel. I just use the cancel button. I just you just monitor your toast. You mean it doesn't like take until that, it's ready. Let's be fair. How long does it take to make toast? I'm not going for a walk. <laughs> I'm not putting. Yeah, I'm, it making, in and going I'm doing other things. I'm making cups of tea and stuff. Getting the butter out the fridge. Yeah, but I'm in the vicinity, so it's like I'm not leaving the kitchen when I'm making That's my toast. A whole, that sounds risky. That sounds so risky. Just, You're I the type of person button. in a hotel who puts their toast back on the toast ring. And then it gets cremated on its second time. You know the big industrial ones they have at hotels oh, yeah. for buffets? And there's always some idiot who's like, oh, that's not quite brown yeah. enough. I'll put it back in, not thinking that. It's it's almost on that episode of Friends when Ross gets it goes fake quick. tan. Yeah. Two, I'm four, I'm four, four, I'm an eight. Like, that's what you're doing to your toast. Stop it in yeah. hotels. I don't, put I it don't, through once, yeah. <laughs> leave it be. Yeah, I, I can only get quite lightly brown. So I don't trust the settings. I just go pop. Okay, that's fair. Oh, yeah. But yeah, shout out to the Series S toaster, I guess. Yeah. Pair it with your Xbox Series S X fridge. I mean, it does have the um, weird grill thing on the side. It does? It's probably not functional, but it's there. No, no, definitely not. But this time, that's all we have time for you this week. If you like toast, let us know in the comments below. And let, you can join our Discord server and like the video, subscribe to the channel, all your podcast feeds, all that great stuff. I've already kind of done the outro once. Thank you very much for watching. My name's been Richie. I've been Chris. Don't burn your toast. Goodbye. <laughs>